Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So a little, a little too cold. Don't you feel we've, we've been somewhat spoiled this, this winter? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, hope everybody out there is having a great Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've got Ty and Kyrie who are working the show on the opposite side of the glass. I'm with you for the next three hours and a big Saturday. Um, a, a lot to discuss. We, you know, I, I was listening to uh, Dave Rothenberg on my way in and, of course, the last hour with uh, R.J. Bell. And I know Dave was kind of all over the place because there is a lot to talk about. Um, the XFL week three, I've got some plays. I've got some picks for you. We will dive into that this hour. Um a golf tournament that's taking place in Mexico. There's some good plays there. I think there's some value for you to try to win some money with that. Um, the NFL this coming week, I leave Monday to head to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. I'll be there Monday through Thursday. And it's interesting because the NFL Combine is uh, has become more and more, or, or I should say less and less, about the college players. Yes, we're there. Yes, they're working out. Yes, they're running 40 times in their underwear and they're lifting weights and they're doing all these – but – Really, the topic of discussion when we're in Indianapolis is really more so about free agency. And heading in now is going to be the new collective bargaining agreement, where we got a lot of details yesterday in regard to what all 32-plus owners put together and hoping that the NFLPA and the players agree to it sooner than later. What's what's the motivational factor there for the NFL? Uh, They want to negotiate new TV deals with, of course, all the networks. And therefore, they feel that they can get more money if it is a 17-game schedule as opposed to a 16-game schedule. So there's a sense of urgency there for the owners to get this deal done. And so um, they are heading to Indianapolis, as always, and each representative from all 32 NFL teams will be in Indianapolis. Apparently, reports are they're going to meet. On Tuesday, and a vote is going to take place on Wednesday. So uh, during the show at some point in time today, I do want to really dive into the new collective bargaining agreement because I find it very, very, very interesting. Connor Rogers is going to join us uh, to talk about that as well. Um, and then, of course, uh, a big fight tonight. Wilder and Fury. Now, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a boxing person, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I love the big event. And I, I'm just curious, Ty... Kyrie, how old were you guys when like Tyson was like the, when like Tyson was the, you know, the bomb, I'm sorry, it's a family show. When the, when Tyson was like the bomb, when Tyson was like it. Well, I, I believe that's like mid eighties, late eighties. Um, right? I would say because I had, I had, gra- I had graduated college and I was like, I was at that point in time, I was living on South Beach and I remember watching all of Tyson's fights, um, at some variety of bars all over South Beach. So I want to say, yeah, like uh early early ni- early to mid 90s was was Tyson's heyday. Yeah, young child, maybe 5 6 years old. So you don't even so you don't even remember what that was like. I remember right? because we used to always have the pay-per-views, but I mean, I didn't know what I was looking at per se. Really? I don't remember much from 5 years old. I really don't. I I mean, I don't know. Ty, do you re- do you remember the Tyson days? I remember the latter stages of his career, you know, everyone But not the you remember when he bit somebody's ear off. Yes. Right. Like everyone in comparison to the fight that's happening tonight goes back to 2002 when he fought Lennox Lewis. Right. So like I have vague memories of, you know, that part of his career, 
But, I mean, he made his debut in 85. I was born in 93. So funny. You said Lennox Lewis. It brought me back. At one point, so so my grandparents had a pool table. So I've been playing pool since I was like five years old. I'm actually a pretty good pool player. I made some extra money in college. And um, and living on South Beach, every night there was – not every night. Every Thursday night, there was a bar on South Beach called The Lost Weekend. And they would host a pool tournament that would start at 11 o'clock at night and go to 7 o'clock in the morning. And Lennox Lewis was my partner every Thursday night. This is after he fought Tyson. This is this is when he, this is when he kind of his career he 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 kind of he stepped away from boxing, but he lived on South Beach, and so Lennox Lewis was my my pool partner every Thursday night at the Lost Weekend. Wow, you just brought me back. Anyway, um, I I just I I ask you that because it was such a special time. It was such a special. Uh, I felt like I felt blessed to to and, and again, not a huge boxing fan, right? Never, never really was, but always about the moment, always about the event and the feel. And, and this is what I this is what I love about sport, right? Like, yeah, we love sports and we play sports. And those of us who play sports, maybe we you know, we enjoy watching sports a little bit more. But there 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 is a feel. There is a community. There is a there is an electricity. There is. Um, an energy that we feel when we watch sporting events with people in a room could be strangers, right? Like, and, and I think that's one of the things that is, is so, uh, it's the gift that sport gives us. And when, when you experience moments like that, like, you know, we would all gather. I'd go there with like maybe three or four or five of my friends and we'd be in a room with a bar with, let's say 150 people, strangers. But we're sitting there, we're watching Tyson, and we're rooting for Tyson. And it was, and it was more than just, you know, when Ty, Tyson fought, you knew he was going to win. You were when you were gambling on Tyson, you were gambling on the second of in the first round when his opponent was going to go down. You knew it was going to be a knockout. You knew Tyson was going to win. Really, the big question mark was at what stage in the game was Tyson going to knock his opponent out would it be 35 seconds in would it be 49 seconds in would it be a minute and 50 second 15 seconds in that that's what you were watching for and it was such a great time uh you know heavyweight boxing and not to take anything away from like oscar de la hoya or floyd mayweather or you know those boxing matches exciting fun to watch but i'm sorry there's just nothing I won't say nothing. You, it doesn't equate. It, it's not the same as a really great heavy weight bout. And you know what? That's on tap tonight. It's on tap tonight. Now, did you guys watch Wilder Fury, Fury Wilder part one? Did you guys watch that, that fight? Yes, the controversial fight that it's funny. People say if Fury wasn't knocked down twice, he, he would have won the fight. Yeah. Well, a lot, like, a, like, a, 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 like majority, I'd, I'd say ninety five percent of the analysts this week, all over ESPN, whether you're watching Get Up, First Take, whatever, say all all are in agreement with that. Well, it's it's hard to remove two significant aspects of the fight and then say the other person would have won. Like Gordon made the analogy earlier that that's like saying if a baseball team didn't hit three home runs, then the the team that lost would have won. Well, I I think I think in making that point. Is and and I was listening to the interview. Uh, who was the gentleman that Dave Rothenberg just had on? 
Oh, Lou DiBella. Okay, so I was listening to Lou with the interview with Dave, and, and, and you know, pretty much Fury has to be perfect tonight. Fury cannot make one mistake. That's what makes Wilder so amazing. And I've heard and I've heard a number of analysts this week say that they really believe that Wilder has the most lethal right hand in the history of boxing. Marinate in that for a minute. In the history of boxing, some of the best boxing analysts out there feel that Wilder packs the most powerful punch in the history of boxing. So it just goes to show you, you know, Fury has to have a a perfect, like, perfect 12 rounds. Perfect. One misstep, one mishap, one punch. He's out. Imagine that. Imagine imagine going into a, a bout, a fight, knowing that there is no room for error at all. And he messed up two times in um in, in the first go around, but was able to get up. Like and 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 the the second time that he went down, no, I, I don't I I didn't think he was gonna get no, I don't think anyone thought he was gonna get up. So just the fact that he was able to get up, and then of course they, they ruled it a draw. Um and, and there's a lot of changes that have happened with these two fighters since they lost fought in in 2018 they've both put on a ton of weight well i mean for look if if any of my girlfriends put on like 20 pounds that's a ton of weight okay we're, we're like we're calling each other on the phone saying look girl um I, i've got a you know screw dry january i've got to go dry january dry february and dry march to lose a 20 pounds 20 pounds is a lot in my book so they've put on weight Fury hires a new, a, a new trainer with a different philosophy to be more aggressive. There's there's some interesting nuggets and changes as we head into tonight's fight. Brian Custer, who uh, works for Showtime Boxing, joined me on my gambling show last night. If you don't know, now you know. We can wager right here on 98.7 ESPN. Airs every Friday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. And he broke down this fight and gave me some really phenomenal nuggets that I want to share with you when we get back. We'll hear from Brian Custer. I know phone calls are coming in, 800-919-3776. You want to jump on board? I'm curious. How excited are you for this fight tonight? For those that are more my age and less Kyrie and, and Ty's age, who remembers the Tyson era and how unique. Here's the thing, Kyrie. You'd during the Tyson era, during the the early to mid nineties, you'd walk around South Beach and everybody's Rottweiler was named Tyson. Over under on how many dogs were named Tyson in the early to mid nineties? A ton. I mean, that's how significant the heavyweight division was, and what Tyson did for boxing, and what and and what an era and what a moment that was. And and so I'm just curious for the folks that are are more my age and lived through that and experienced that. Are you getting that feeling heading into tonight's matchup? Are you is it taking a little nostalgia? Is it kind of taking you back just a bit? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Just stumbled upon this. Rich Samini, who covers the uh, the Jets for ESPN. 
um, is reporting that uh, the Jets have, sa- have have signed wide receiver Josh Dotson. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to read this. Preparing for a possible overhaul wide receiver, the Jets added former first-round pick to their roster on Saturday by signing Josh Dotson, who was drafted 22nd overall by the Washington Redskins in 2016. There was some, I remember, there were some big expectations for him coming in. There were a few scouts who felt that he was one of the best wide receivers in the draft. Um, Dotson spent three disappointing seasons with the Redskins before they gave up on him last preseason. He finished with 81 catches, um, a little over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. He signed a one year contract with Minnesota, but spent most of the year on injury reserve. This is what the dude's problem has been is he just hasn't been, been healthy. The Jets have big questions at receiver as they head into free agency. Chances are Robbie Anderson is going to play somewhere else because somebody's going to offer him a boatload of money, probably more money than the Jets would want to. Tamarius Thomas will be an unrestricted free agent. Quincy Anunua, his status is up in the air because of a neck injury that cost him the final 15 games. Uh, chances are I think they might cut him just to get some more cap space. Um, right now, their only proven player is slot receiver Jamison Crowder, who I thought uh, really had a great, great year last year when, when he was active and attractive. I, I know he wasn't healthy the whole time, but fits uh, Adam Gase's system to a T, that's for sure. Um, Dotson enjoyed a, a Prolific career at TCU, but his rookie year got off to a bad start with a preseason, there you go, Achilles injury. That was it. Limited him to only two games. After that, he never really got back on track. It's hard. Achilles, you lose that first step, that first push. Um, he never really got back on track in Washington. The Vikings took a flyer on him last September, but a hamstring injury landed him on the IR. Um, he wound up, play, wound up only playing seven snaps with them with no receptions. So here's the thing. I mean, this, this could be a, a really good gamble for the Jets. The big thing is if he can stay healthy. Uh, Tom wants to talk a little MLB. Tom, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How are you? Great. Good afternoon. Good. Yeah, I, I was out with some friends last night, and we were, of course, talking about the Astros. Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, came up with what I thought was a pretty intriguing solution, perhaps. Okay. Uh, so it's a two-part solution. Part one is the commissioner takes away their championship, which I think is the general consensus. Yeah, of that will that will that will never happen. Right. I think it still might, and I think no. the second thing is Tom. Wait, absolute- time out, time out, time out. What what makes you think that might happen now? I think that uh, in the intervening time frame from when Manfred had his first news conference and then his second incredibly worse. Uh, conference, and then the Astros, the combination of the Astros players expressing no remorse, no contrition, and kind of being indignant about, they're they're more, they're indignant about being caught. They're not really even admitting the fact that they did something wrong. I think it's starting to sway public opinion, and I think the owners are going to start feeling it as well. Okay. All right, so part one, theoretically, would be the, the, they would take away the championship. And part two, this, is the, this I think is a, is a good one, because the Astros were up there at the podium, one by one, kind of expressing the same sentiment that, uh, oh, you know, even if we were stealing the signs, it doesn't make that big a difference at all. So, okay, so call their bluff. So for this season, every time when the Astros play, they, they have to tell the other team what pitch is coming. If it's, if it's meaningless, tell us what pitch is coming, and let's see how you do. <laughs> I mean, call their bluff. They said they said it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference, right? I so, uh, look. I, I love I, I love these suggestions. They're just I I highly they will not happen, Tom. But uh, but you know it's it's great it's great conversations for you. It's great conversation for you to have with your buddies at a local watering hole. 
Um, and, and I, and I think they're solid suggestions and I think it would be intriguing. I, I think there would be a number of people that would be thrilled if the commissioner would take away their World Series pennant. Um, and, but, but part two, I, I don't see happening at all. 800-919-3776. You know, Tom's right. Like, you know, here's the thing. The reason that I, I think that the Astro players are so, Sort of, I want to use the word obnoxious. They're just so obnoxious in this apology. It's like, it's just, it's so fake. It's so like, like stop even, stop wasting your time and our time. It's like so, there's an arrogance to it. And I think a big reason is because there are other teams that are cheating. And so they're just pissed off that they got caught. At the end of the day, they're just, they're just ticked off. That they got caught. So now they've got it. They've got to step up to the table and they've got to apologize for something that the majority of, of Major League Baseball does anyway. But not to this magnitude. No, not to this no, magnitude. not to this magnitude. Not to, well, we don't, here's another thing, Ty. We don't know. No, the, we the, don't know what other, te- I'm not, listen, I'm not sitting here telling you, telling you that there are other teams that, that, that have taken this envelope further than the Astros have. That's not what I'm saying. But we don't know to what extent is out there. I think one of the reasons why they can walk around and be so smug um, as they've kind of shown the last couple of weeks. It's Smug because, is a great word. It's because they 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 really don't feel the effects of any of the punishments. Yes, their manager got banged, for lack of a better term, and their their GM was also fired, but they're still a great team. No players were suspended. They're not going to lose the World Series. And look, you're, you're in the gambling. Before the, the suspensions were levied, the Astros had the second-best odds to come out of the American League. Today, they still have the second-best odds to come out uh, out of the American League. So that just goes to show you how much it really affected them. And to be quite honest, my thinking my thinking is it, it hasn't really at all. Here's here's something I, I found. Did you guys read this, that Josh Reddick, that um, he's he's being threatened, that, that there's a number of Astro players like that are being threatened? Not only that, they're kids. He's getting messages. I will kill you in your family. I will kill your kids. Yeah, that's going too far, obviously. Like, no sport is ever that serious or nothing, you know, especially something like this. Because, you know, like, as a Yankee fan, obviously, this affects you in a way that, you know, you can become irate because you feel like your team had a championship or two taken away from them. But, to the point where you know these players or coaches or whatever are going to be threatened, that's just ridiculous. What if what if you're somebody? I'm just I'm just throwing this out here. What if you're somebody who makes let's say, I don't know, fifty sixty thousand dollars a year, and let's say you had five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars down on the on on the Dodgers winning that series, and you lost your money because you tr- you believe that the reason you you. The reason the Dodgers lost that series was because Houston was stealing signs and cheating. Is that going to elevate? Are you going to be? Are you going to be ticked off enough? Are you going to be that angry, where you're going to send a message to Josh Reddick saying, "I'm going to kill your kids"? <laughs> Whoa! Like that's insane. I I mean, but but you know, this is this is kind of this is kind of where we're at right now. 
this is going to be a really interesting season for Houston. Really, really interesting. And then Josh Reddick also came out this week and said, you know, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to continue to win and we're going to shut everybody up. And that's probably the mindset and the mentality that they have in that clubhouse right now is, all right, everybody thinks we, we won a World Series because we were stealing signs. Let's go out there. Like, we need to crush it this year. What's the over under on their win total again? I want to, what, 89 and a half, right? 89, 86 and a half, 89 and a half, I think is the win total over under for Houston. I already put money on the under. I think this team is going to go through a lot this year. I think whatever ballpark they're in, they're going to get heckled. I think it's going to be ugly. I don't care what type of rules are going to be in place. I think they're going to be thrown at. I think it's going to be a long, rough season for the Astros. I really do. But to the point, again, like to the point where their kids are being threatened. Um, and And, you know imagine what go imagine what's going on with these children at school right like bullying has has never been at a, as as a high as it is right now and it's it's kind of crazy right because we live in the society where like no more bullying like anti-bullying by the way did you see the video of that young british kid um the, the, is, was is he australian what what's his what gaden was his name gaden kyrie um a video a video went viral a video went viral this week of uh, a young boy who's uh, who's who's suffering through dwarfism and um and every day he goes to school and he gets bullied and he came home i want to say what is he 9 Kyrie he's 9 and he came home and he told his mom i, I want to commit su-. imagine a 9 year old telling his parent i want to commit suicide and so the mom posted like a, a 5 minute video uh, online of her son sitting there crying and, and saying that he wants to kill himself. And she's reaching out like, please, like, you know, parents, talk to your kids, teachers, talk to your students. Like, this is what happens. This is every day. And I'm worried I can't leave my son alone because I'm worried that he's going to kill himself at nine years old. Uh, the, the the video is, is it's so it's so disturbing. It's so it's just it's heart wrenching. Um and I don't know how I got off on this, ta- this this tangent, but I guess, you know, I'm just, you know, it, it's horrible. It's horrible what the Astros did. But to sit there and threaten their children, that's a whole nother thing. Grayson, I see you. We'll get to you. Also, I want to talk about the Yankees. Uh, any concern for them? I know it's early. I know it's early. But any concern for them with our pitching rotation uh, now that Severino is on the shelf and they're not even sure that he'll be ready for opening day? <laughs> You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tom, welcome in. Hey, Anita. Um, how are you? Great. Welcome. All right. First time caller. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the Astros. And I was talking to some friends of mine, and we were thinking that the best way to make it hurt the players so they know that it's something that um, – they couldn't uh, or shouldn't be doing, and as well as the management, because it's obvi- obvious the management was complicit in it, is suspend all the day-to-day players, take the money that the team would pay to them, and send it to uh, one of the um, charities that Major League Baseball contributes to, like, say, for um, old Major League Baseball players who are having a rough time. And um, that would hurt uh, the team as well as uh, – 
owners and management. What do you, what do you think? The, the, the union would, the players union would go crazy, Tom. There's no way that that would ever happen. There's, there's no, there's, they're, there's, not, they're not protecting the sanctity of the union itself by letting them go unpunished. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, but I'm just letting you know, there's just, there's, there's no way, there's no way that, that that will happen. I, like, I don't, I don't think we're going to see, I don't think we're going to see any type of punishment from the players for the players at all. I, I think, I think the commissioner has spoken. This is what it is. I, I think where we're at right now is how, how is this season going to play out for the Astros, right? Like, over under how many games do they win? And if they and if they they're you know if they fall way short, let's say hypothetically speaking, Tom, they don't even go to the postseason. Oh, oh boy, watch out! You know they're walking around like you know like like a peacock with their feathers all all you know all hot and bothered. Oh well, you know it wasn't because of the stealing signs that we won a World Series. Okay, well now a lot. Talk about pressure, Tom. This is this is a pressure cooker right now for this Astros team and these players that are walking around so freaking arrogant. They have to win. They have to go to the postseason. They have to represent in the World Series. If they fall short from that, everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we see. Oh, we told you. You don't think you won because of stealing signs. BS. So... There's a lot of pressure on this team. That's number one. Number two, they are going to get heckled. They are going to get ridiculed. They are going to be thrown at. This is going to be one hell of a season for the Astros, Tom. That's really that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Could could Major League Baseball have someone in the uh, in the dugout, like a monitor, like a, a guy to to make sure there's nothing uh, you know fluky going on? I don't. I, I highly I highly doubt there's anything. Fluky that's going to be going on this year. I think they're I think they're going to be under a microscope, like a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams are going to be under a microscope this year. Tom, thanks for the phone call. This is click or don't click. All right, this is click or don't click. This is a fun little segment. We take our tour around some of the uh, the headlines in and around our wide wide world of sport just to kind of get an idea of what is trending right now at 2:40 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Ty and Kyrie who are producing the show will tee it up for us. Who's starting off? All right, let's go back to your old stomping ground, South Beach, Miami. Ooh. Miami Heat. Okay. Found their icon and none other than Dwayne Wade. Okay. Oh, is that that's the uh that's the link. That's the, okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, of course I'm. Cl- I'm going to click. It's, well, if yeah. you didn't know, Dwayne Wade's set to get his jersey retired tonight. Oh, nice! Finally, okay. Well, he just retired a couple of years ago. Uh, so this story just alludes to how you know Pat Riley found obviously a gem in Dwayne Wade, one of the best players in NBA history, mm-hmm. three-time champion, one-time Finals MVP. Uh, finals MVP. So tonight they will host the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dwayne Wade will have his jersey retired at halftime. But the one regret Pat Riley has was allowing D Wade to leave the Heat back in 2016. He went to the Bulls and the Cavs before returning back last year, but officially retired, getting his jersey retired tonight. Obviously, one of their best, play- uh, probably the best player in franchise history. What a career for Dwayne Wade! Yeah. I was actually, I was living in Miami when they drafted Dwayne Wade. I was living in Miami when Dwayne Wade won a championship with Shaq. I was outside the AAA when Shaq arrived. Do you guys remember this? When Shaq arrived in the 18-wheeler and he stepped out, he had a water gun. 
and he was he was he was killing everybody with the water gun when he stepped out of the 18 wheeler when he arrived his big arrival at the AAA. Um, that was a fun time. It was a fun time. It was a fun time to live in Miami. It was a fun time to be a Miami Heat fan. I enjoyed Dwayne Wade winning a championship with Shaq a hundred times more than him winning a championship with LeBron James. Yeah, I certainly did. Well, I mean, what's most disappointing about his, you know, tenure with LeBron and, and Chris Bosh was they only won two championships. And from what I was told, they were supposed to win eight. Not one, not two, two not, not three. three not yeah, four, so yeah. unfortunately, that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But he'll get his jersey retired tonight. D Wade, Wade County. Kyrie? All right. So, bullied Australian boy leads a fish, uh, Australian rugby team, I'm sorry, out in front of thousands. Well, okay, well, time out. So, so we talked about this young boy a little bit earlier on the show. And by the way, my Twitter feed went insane. People were tweeting at me saying that it was fake that the that the young boy was has n- it's 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 a it's fake. He's an actor, and the mom set the whole thing up. Now, I, I don't I, I I this is the first time hearing it. I don't want to believe that because I got pretty emotional when I first saw the video. But now, yes, I am very intrigued. I would certainly click this, not knowing if this was true or or a fraud. Well, I. This is the first time I'm hearing about. Yeah, me too. Me me too. I I, I got like, I received like five tweets telling me that that was a fake. Are they from, I mean, you know, no disrespect to your followers, but are they legit people or? No, they're, they're listeners. They're listeners of the show. I didn't get, I didn't get a tweet from like a, a media person. So we don't know. All I'm saying is we don't know. But anyway, yes, I'm, I'm clicking this because now I'm intrigued. Nine year Australian boy was let out by the national. Uh, rugby team, mm-hmm. the Indigenous All Stars, as they, you know, played tonight. Well, it was earlier today because they're a couple hours ahead against the New Zealand Moaris. I can't pronounce this correctly. Okay, but so many people were invited. There were people chanting, and Hugh Jackman, among other celebrities, are rallying and offering their support to actually send them to Disneyland. That is so fan- that's fantastic. I, I want to. If this is in fact a hoax, I, I'm, I'm, hope, actor, I'm, I'm that's praying. Terrible. I'm praying to God that this isn't a hoax. And I would imagine that this rugby team would do their due diligence and confirm that it's not a hoax. If 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 they're going to the the lengths and the extreme of bringing him out and and, and having him experience something like this, so I, I just I want to believe that, that this is just a, a a good universe thing and not a fraud. Me too. Anyway, Ty. All right, moving over to. The NFL, mm-hmm. your least favorite league of them all. Oh, can't stand it. Teddy Bridgewater's best fits. Oh, for sure I'm clicking that. You know me. All right. So we've got the New Orleans Saints. How about no, this? The, the Saint- New England Patriots. <sighs> the Carolina Panthers. Now, so the last Ooh. two. So with the Pats and the Panthers, I guess the assumption would be that he is replacing both of their current quarterbacks. So Brady leaves New England. Or Cam Newton gets traded by the Panthers, which I think would be a catastrophic mistake. So uh, Saints, Pats, Panthers, last two, Steelers, Bears. The Bears is very interesting, too, because what do they do with Mitch Trubisky? Clearly, you know, that's a project that's that's been a failure so far. Uh, General Manager Ryan Pace with a lot of pressure on him because they've they've got the defense to contend for championships. The quarterback, not so much. So what would you say... 
is the best fit for Teddy Bridgewater out of Steelers, Bears, Panthers, Pats, Saints. Or maybe you can put them in order yourself. Um, I, I, I can see him with the Steelers for sure. I find, I find Carolina very interesting. I can't see him in New England. I, I, you know, I, here's the thing, like everybody's sleeping on Jared Stidham. Like, granted, the Patriots draft him in the fourth round, but like, I think he, I, I I think they let Jared Stidham compete for the starting. If, if Tom Brady goes, I think they let Jared Stidham compete for the starting job, and I think he wins it. And I think Jared Stidham is going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots next year if Tom Brady goes. Like nobody's mentioning Jared Stidham. I, I don't. I, I I don't quite understand why. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I, I guess for me, I, I would say that. And here's the thing with the Steelers. You know, Ben Roethlisberger just started throwing a tennis ball like last week. Like, like, there's no guarantee that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be like ready to go for the Steelers, um, and they were a quarterback away from seriously contending and competing in the AFC North to get in as a wild card. So, I could see either the Steelers or the Carolina Panthers for Teddy B. All right, uh, this has been Click or Don't Click. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.